Everybody, welcome to Top Five Movies. This is John Burke. With me this week is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. <laughs> Exciting. Um, this week's episode, we're going to be doing our top five uh, favorite movie aliens. So this can be any type of alien. We didn't limit ourselves to like scary aliens or friendly aliens. Just our favorite aliens from films. Um, and this is in honor of the release of Alien Covenant on May nineteenth. Oh. It got all crazy. Um, the aliens are, are listening in. They're tuning in. Curious, always uh, probing, if you will. Um, oh, no. Build that wall. Build that. <laughs> wrong oh, aliens, no. wrong aliens. Mike. Um, but uh, not only is Alien Covenant coming out to theaters near you on May 19th, um, but this week's episode of Burke Reviews Movie Club, Corey and I are going to be watching for the first time, both of us, for the first time, Alien Resurrection. Ooh. I've upped yeah. the ante, Ooh. and I'm watching all of them. Which would be what, Alien Corey? Covenant. Can you name them all? Give me a second. Please stop! I have to think about it. You're making me nervous. I don't remember the name of the third one. <laughs> so go ahead, Mike. But I know the fourth one is Resurrection. Then we have Prometheus, and then we're going to have Alien Covenant. So that's a lot of movies, and I'm really glad that it's summer. What's the name of the third one, Mike? Alien Three. Yeah, they didn't. That's get, it. Yeah, there's something um, like a subtitle or something. It's Dang it's it. technically a cubed. It? Uh, <laughs> it's like Alien Cubed because the three is, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it is above. stylized. Um, yeah. I don't see. A, I didn't see a cubicle alien like gelatinous <laughs> ooze or something. Um, what about the Aliens versus Predator? No, those no. don't count. I mean, those. I mean, they are related. Are they in canon? Are they what? Are they in canon? Like. Cause See, part of me. Mm-mm. I feel like because the aliens in Alien versus Predator are before the first Alien movie, aren't they? Like uh, timeline wise, because it's modern mm-hmm. day. Because America. they show up on modern day, you yeah. know, com- contemporary Earth. But they do have that connection, that Wailing Yutani yep. yep. connection, the Bishop connection. Um, no Ripley. No Ripley, but that she, that's impossible unless she time travels. Um. That'll be a new oh, feature. Oh, you just gave them, you just gave <laughs> producers an, an idea. Yep. You know, that's. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't, I don't count the AVP as part of the canon. I'm sure there might be some element or somebody who's got this worked out or how it plays in, or maybe that's how they know about the aliens in the first place. You know, one of those things. Because obviously the Predator has always been set in modern times, uh, with the exception maybe of Predators. But I I know the uh, the first two are set well modern's not accurate any longer they were modern when they came out, <laughs> um, but well, part of me though in the original Predator I feel like they had been around kind of almost like they were saying that the I, I don't think she was ever named the Hispanic either she was a terrorist or she's one of the insurgents that they captured mm-hmm. and she had said that it had been around for a while and it was a le- around it long enough that it was a legend the Predator itself yeah yes. Yep. Um. But again, it's history. You know, um, my point was more the xenomorphs, which I guess it, they're introduced to modern time as a skeleton in Predator Two, um, because mm-hmm. it has it's in his ship that Danny Glover enters. Uh, spoilers, and um, 
Yeah, but I uh, I have seen all of the Alien movies, including the AVPs, um, although I don't think I've ever sat through Requiem from beginning to end. I've seen it from beginning to end, but I don't think I've ever, like, started it and watched it all the way through. I think I've just come in left, you know, when it's been on TV and that kind of stuff. Um, but I am planning this week, obviously I'm watching Resurrection from Movie Club, which will be the only one I've never seen, um, finally, you know, watched. And then I will also, uh, I'm planning on watching Prometheus again, um, given that I feel like it's necessary to, uh, you know, tie everything together. Um, I've seen Alien several times, as I, I even taught it this year at, uh, at the high school. So I've, I've watched oh, wow. it earlier this year. Um, and that one's a fun one to teach, because, man, there's a few kids who do not like horror movies, so they were a little freaked out. But... I'll just say it's more of a... Wait, which one? The original or the second? The original. But see, it's more like... Just say it's more like Agatha Christie. <laughs> Have them read uh, ten, 10 Little Indians. There you go. But so, uh, that is our our reasoning for our subject matter this week. And again, our picks can be from anything, uh, any alien species. It can be from any type of movie, any type of alien, um, which means there's a lot to pull from. Uh, there are tons to pull from um, throughout movie history. And of course, it is limited to movies. We don't we don't pull aliens from TV shows or things like that. So Mork is off the table. Um, but nanu, nanu. we are going to be getting into this uh, oh. momentarily. Um, that means Corey has to change her list. You hear her? Oh no! Yeah. Sorry. Just um, kidding. Now, uh, a little update on our Burke Reviews movie uh, fantasy draft for the summer. The summer movie ch- uh, fantasy challenge, I guess I should say. Um, the up- the new numbers will be posted on Monday, but from the reports, uh, Corey's first pick, King Arthur, The Legend of the Sword, is not doing very well. Um, it, Sorry. It Fine. looks like that one is not going to be pulling in the points for two reasons. One... Have, no, you, no. have you seen the Metacritic score? <laughs> I have not. Um, oh, well, no. the last I looked... Mayday! Mayday! It's like 12. <laughs> well, actually, uh, the last I looked on IMDb, um, it didn't have one yet. <laughs> um, which is... Can I get a consolation prize? I mean, you know, um, you get to watch the movie you, that Mike or I picked for you. But <laughs> you, get, you get to watch Rubber on top of my pick. Yeah. I feel really disliked right now. No, it's not a dislike at all. I actually, I feel like uh, your movie should be doing better than it is. Um, I feel like it is getting a little bit of a hate for no reason. Oh, it's not as bad as I thought. The um, the Rotten Tomato score, which I'm glad we're not going by, is like 17 or something like that. Holy oh shizzle. my goodness. But it's Metacritic score is 41, which is why we're using Four. Metacritic. That's better than I thought it would be either way. Yeah, now, I figured that Richard. Metacritic would be like 21. Well, the interesting thing, though, and this is worthy of note, the user score for King Arthur is like 7-something. Like What? Yeah. Oh. Now, Snatched has a 46 Metacritic, right? What? Yeah, it's higher than King Arthur, but its user score, 2.6. And that's out of 10, right? That's out of 10. Um, so <laughs> the, the people who have seen the movies, like the non-critics... Uh, are hating on Snatch. Now, I feel like a lot of people who have given a critic score or a rating score to Snatch may not have even seen the movie. Um, Amy Schumer has a <laughs> large crowd of people who hate her and seem to give her ne- negative criticism regardless of the product. Um, although I will say, I do think she's the weakest link in that movie. Um, I do think the uh, the score is more reflecting her dis- people's dislike of her and not actually the movie. Um, because it, it is, it's a solid comedy. It's not perfect by any means. And it's not like a, oh, this will be a comedy for the ages, but it's, it's passable for sure. 
Um, it, it has a, a plot that works. Um, there's some funny moments. The worst part is, is Schumer. She's not an actress. She is. She has one type of actress. Yeah, she's. She does this comedic bit um, in her movies, and it, it. This character needed to do more than what she does, and it. When she needs to do more, she can't, and it's it's pretty blatant um, that she can't. But the uh, the rest of the cast that's around her is pretty solid, and they do some really great work. Um, and then, but poor King Arthur, because uh, nobody picks Snatch. So Snatch's scores really mean nothing. But King Arthur, uh, sitting at a 41, and from what I heard money-wise, it is doing horrible. Um, and that's a shame, because it is actually, I found it entertaining. Um, it's not perfect by any means, but it's definitely, uh, it's it's a entertaining film. There's a little bit of a over-reliance on CG, but unfortunately, Corey, I think that one's not going to bring you the points. Um, and I also heard uh, yesterday, I think Box Office Mojo released an article that it looked like um, Guardians had a really big second week drop off for some reason, and that Beauty and the Beast, that's been out since March seventeenth, if I'm not mistaken, was going to make the weekend was going to be the biggest movie this weekend. I no, just what? need to say that it's kind of killing me how slow it is movies wise. I mean, my local theater does have twenty one screens plus and IMAX, but they're still playing. That doesn't mean that I have great showtimes or that I get all the good movies, mind you. Um, I do get a good chunk of them, but they're still playing Get Out. They're still playing all these movies that have been out for a really long time. And then that's pretty disappointing because the movies that I think are better and they should have more than just one showtime are kind of, you know... Well, I don't even want to say better necessarily, but at least... um... You know, a movie that's been out for four months is probably not traditionally going to keep getting full theaters, you know, full uh, showtimes. Like, when it has four showtimes, each showing is not going to be packed. Uh, So, yeah, free that up for some other stuff. And there's a lot of indie films that are out right now that came out this weekend, in fact. One uh, starring John Cena and Aaron Taylor Johnson called The Wall. That's supposed to be pretty solid. Um, A little indie army movie. And then... uh, there is a uh, movie called Lowrider that's out at our local uh, Lakeland Theater. Um, and then Free Fire was in and out of theater so fast. I know. Oh, it was one week. Yeah. And and then I had to go see like a 9 or 10 o'clock movie. Guys, I'm really like 81 inside. That was real hard, but I did it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, there's, uh, there's still hope for you, Corey, because right now Alien Covenant is trending at 63. And did you pick that or did Mike pick that? I thought I thought it was Corey, but I, now I'm. You guys seem uh, like now I need to look at the list. Luckily, we that have the list online. Number three, sir. Ah. Dang it! That's right. You stole all my movies. That's right. That's why Ooh. we're not friends well, anymore. Well, then never mind. Mike, mm-hmm. Mike is looking I'm pretty solid kidding. with Guardians and Alien Covenant as his one, two. Uh, but don't worry, Corey, you really... have Pirates coming out the following week. I'm sure that. <gasps> oh, Paul McCartney is going to be in that one, apparently? Yeah, I heard I heard that today, that Paul McCartney's got a cameo. Um, yeah, yeah, he had a actual movie release a long time ago. It, it crashed and burned. Just want to put that out there. Yeah, I don't know if Paul McCartney's going to bring the kids in. Is that I'm referring to? What? The movie that he did? The movie release. It was in, in the 80s. It was not a Beatles-related one. Uh, I do not, then. I don't. No, you guys don't. Oh. No. All right, so one strike for both of you. Uh, let's give my regards to Broad Street. Mm. Um, it's uh, I'm pretty sure it's musical because the um, the one song, and this is before you guys' time, so I guess I shouldn't hold it against you. It was called um, "No More Lonely Nights," and it was it was a good, real catchy, very Bill Cartney-esque mm-hmm. sound. Uh, but the film, 
It did about as well as King Usher did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Let's move into our top five for the week, guys. Um, we'll be uh, updating with the fantasy uh, draft as we get farther along. Right now, Mike's the only one with points, but he is obviously winning as a result. Um, oh. Corey will have some points starting tomorrow, and I, I don't think it's going to be enough to take the lead from Mike, but there's always more movies, so we'll see what happens. Maybe come King Arthur, me, maybe King Arthur will get a, like a good push of word I've of mouth. Dunkirk. I'm not. When does that come out in June or is it July? I think it's June. Okay. And that second trailer that was because we finally made it to my pick of a movie last night. Oh. And man, that trailer. Yeah, we finally. Well, we were trying to get Taylor to go, but I know you guys were not in town, so no, we were not. It was a last minute thing. We decided like an hour before we went. So. Uh, did you like it? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I've got a post. I was gonna post. Oh great! Some of the stills I got, just uh, uh, Instagram post. I don't. I didn't write a whole lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It. It's Marvel's had this history of the sophomore slump, and I don't think that would apply for this one as well as it's doing. No, I don't think so. Um, the second one is pretty solid. I, I don't know if that's true with Marvel too much. I mean, um, Avengers um, two wasn't as liked. Iron Man well, 2 is mean, the worst. I'm thinking Iron Man 2 yeah. and, uh, the sequel to Thor. However, Ragnarok is looking like the Thor. It's more and more looking like the Thor movie that I will go see. Even the trailer, the reworked trailer for The Last Night made it. I might actually, you know, that might be okay. And I might, what? No. Um, if everyone's not yeah. following, that was the Transformers into the happening bit. But I don't know how you can see that trailer and think it looks okay. But... <laughs> Uh, um, it it was better than another one. I well, I I think well, the they're Dunk getting uh, desperate. The Dunkirk trailer blew everything else out of the water. Yeah, Dunkirk went really uh really big with their more most recent trailer. Although a few um I'm trying to remember what one I just saw where I thought they just gave so much away. Uh, not for Dunkirk, but oh um I saw it last night when I saw Snatched. I was watching the trailer just like very frustrated. Like stop showing everything. Like please leave something for us to see in the movie. Because uh, that was, I'll tell you too, with Snatched, most of the of Amy Schumer and Meg Ryan's bits were in the trailers. No, like, no, Golding Hawn. Dang it, I do it give. again. I want to give Meg Ryan work. Gosh darn it. Uh, Goldie Hawn. <laughs> um, Me and Chloe Grace Moran. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. What? I always get her mixed up with Abigail, Abigail Breslin. Yeah. You mm. Do. Mm, I, could, I could see that, I guess. All right. I think they look alike. Though. I think we need to get into the list, guys. So we're going to go into our top five uh, movie aliens. I'm going to be going first this week. Mike will go second, and Corey will round out in third. Um, if you've never listened to the podcast before, what, we, what we've what we done is we've given this topic to uh, each other, and we have made our list in secret, and this is the reveal. If one of us has uh, the same alien, in this case, uh, later in the list, then we will stop the person from talking, and that they will both speak about it when we get to the later in the list. So just to clarify, if my number five is the same as Corey's number three, um, Corey will stop me when I start talking, and then we will both talk about it when we get to her number three. Um, we work our way through our, our top five, then we do honorable mentions, we wrap up the podcast, and we go on about our business. So, you guys ready? <laughs> yes. Uh, affirmative. All right, so my oh, first wait, pick. Wait, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, we didn't do two spoiler things. Spoiler warning. Oh, we're yes. fired. That's one. That's one. Okay, so we're probably going to ruin some of these movies for you. Maybe they don't. you don't know going in who the aliens are. Um, if you want to check out our list first, you can go to burkreviews.com and do so, and then give us a listen or full steam ahead. All right. And, and how many of them do you think of mine you'll know? Now, Just that I'll know. with that question, are we saying the alien or the um? The fi- we'll go with the film since that's been the general. Okay, 
Which um, would include the alien, so that's kind of sort of. I'm gonna go with three. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. I will know two. I will know two. All right. Mm. All right. That was my knuckles cracking. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Um, my number five pick is a movie I don't think either of you have seen, although I'm not sure, Mike, you may have seen this. Um, it is the glowing blue teeth alien from Attack the Block. <gasps> yeah, good. Oh, yeah. Mm, not even on my honorable mention. Nice one. Um, directed by Joe Cornish, starring John Boyega. Um, these aliens were so cool. Like, the design of the aliens um, were probably one of my favorite aspects of the film, aside from getting to watch John Boyega uh, do something, since I'd only had seen him in Finn to that point. Um, and so I when the they first showed the aliens, I love how the reveal happens because they're they look like big <laughs> bears or even kind of dogs I the very first time. Say gorillas is what I. Thought. True, yeah. I guess the first time you see them, though, they're on all fours. So that's why I think it, <sighs> it pulls the dog imagery. Um, and they're they're furry and they have these glowing blue teeth and man, they are scary and they just keep coming. They keep coming and they are uh they're pretty horrifying so if you haven't seen attack the block it's definitely one uh to check out um definitely inspired by the edgar wright films but not as good but definitely inspired by nick frost doesn't show up though so if you're a fan of of nick frost it's worth that alone uh, uh hannibal not hannibal the silence of the lambs happened to be on today so i think one of his quotes fits very well simplicity he has that whole thing about simplicity and that it's really straightforward and just to hear us describe it, because uh, to me, they look like glowing toothed gorillas. Yeah. But they move way differently. You know, they're just frenetic and the way they move. Because I thought I thought I had recommended it to you because or I, I, I know I've talked about it. You definitely I, may have, actually. Um, somehow I, t- I had caught it somewhere along the line. I'm like, what is this? And it just hooked me in. It's one of those. Um, where it passes the litmus test and like, oh, I stayed awake and it's way too late now that I didn't feel at all guilty about it because it's uh, I should have included those aliens just because of the design <laughs> and the way because and then the other part, too, because they discover the one and it's so it, it's definitely a, what is it? Uh, an example of bimorphism where the well, this is really going to give it away. The male and the female are so different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Size wise. And, and good point, actually. Yeah. Um, that's a major so, plot that, point. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It's huge. And then you're like, oh, that totally makes sense. And anyway, it's 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 fun. It's really uh, an overlooked film and yeah. really great overall. It is a British film, um, so you are going to have the British accents. And it, it is... Uh, Turn on the closed captions. It's Yeah. There, there are definitely some moments where you're like, what are they saying? It's also uh, another actor that's in it is on The Legends of Tomorrow. I can't think of his name. Um, but he is, uh, he plays one half of, um, Firestorm and on, uh, started on Flash, but now is on Legends of Tomorrow. And, um, he's really great in this movie as well. I'm looking him up. Uh, Franz Drame, Drame, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but, um, had no idea he was British until I saw Attack the Block either, because in, in, uh, Flash, much like many British actors over here, you would not know they were British unless you heard them outside of their, their TV show or, you know. Like Andrew Lincoln, for example. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. That was my number five. Uh, We're going to Mike. Mike, what is your number five movie, Alien? Okay. Uh, Well, I'm going to start off. I'm going to preface it because I I wanted to go full on theme with my list, but I could only partially do it because it ended up that one or two were iffy, which I'll throw on my honorable mention list because I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. I looked uh, looked at a couple of different spots. Some said that it was Alien, and another just didn't. And I just 
I never felt it is, and I'll explain that once we get to it. So that said, we'll see if you spot the theme. The only John Carpenter oh, let's try again. The only John Carpenter film Carpenter film that's gotten a best actor nod um for Jeff Bridges pro this is the only film that's ever gotten it for John Carpenter. Hmm. Um, was Starman. And in Starman, Jeff Bridges plays the alien. They don't name what breed it is, but it's very atypical for Carpenter because it does not seem, it's not malevolent. It doesn't seem to want to take over the world. It is very different from what you would expect a John Carpenter alien to be like. Um, So have you guys watched this? Seen it? Heard of it? I have. I've heard of it. I have never seen Starman. Okay. No to all of the above. Oh. Okay, well, uh, it's been a long while, but over, the gist of the movie is that, if you've not watched it, Karen Allen, who I believe Karen Allen had been in Indiana Jones, uh, or Raiders of the Lost Ark, I believe, correct? I believe that was Karen Allen. I might be mistaken, I'll have to look it up. In any case, she plays a recently widowed woman who is the subject of the Starman or otherworldly visit. And he must somehow go into her psyche and takes on the appearance of her recently deceased husband, which really throws her off. And though that sounds like it's horrific, it, the way he does it, I think it's a, uh, it's very reminiscent, or, or even before it, because in context, the way the vegans, 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 the aliens from Vega had um, wanted to introduce themselves as kind of easy little steps, and they take on the appearance of someone familiar to you which would make sense to kind of ease your way into it. And that's how this is. And he's got very, uh, uh, there's a scene where there's a deer that was dead and the powers that the alien has that Jeff Bridges character has, he bring he resurrects it. Oh. And so that, you know, it, it never at any time that I feel he was, it was just the creepy part is that he has taken over or taken the appearance, not over the dead body of the husband, but just, he looks just like, what her husband had looked like um it's kind of romantic and he's it's kind of it's definitely a fish out of water tale and he's trying to find you know i I'm get if, oh wow you've got government agents or they may not be government agents but they're trying to get to him just think kind of et like and i'm not sure if that's what he's going for i felt it worked it was just so different for john carpenter and that was my pick because I don't know that very many people know this particular alien. Yeah, I I don't. Um, I mean, I've I've heard of the movie. I didn't really know much about it. Um, I actually didn't realize it was uh, um, John Carpenter, even though it says it on the box. I just I know I've heard this in passing. Um, I am uh, intrigued too. Uh, that the thing about the deer, I feel like I saw it in another movie or something. That I'm wondering if it was referencing Starman, and it's just you know, it's one of those movie references. You wouldn't get if you didn't see the it, movie. Wasn't it in? Wasn't it? Oh gosh, the movie with Dane DeHaan. Wasn't there a deer and then it got back up and left? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, the uh, cure for wellness, but yes, it's definitely possible. Hmm. Oh, the very recent one. Yeah, yes. but it's not. It's not triggered by an alien or anything like that. So, so did I. <laughs> it, it was fine. Uh, it it did. It's very forgettable though. Um, it definitely didn't do very great in the theater. Um, all right. Neither did Starman. Starman, um, it was 1984, so the year was, uh, E.T. 82, so maybe he was, 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 was that 82 or 83? 82. 81. I, it was 82. 82, so. But it's got a 71 um, Metacritic and 7, uh, user rating, so, I mean, it's a well-received film. Just didn't maybe make the box office, but, um. Sa- sadly, John Carpenter's films don't. Um, I wish, they're, they're ones that are a slow burn in people's minds, I think, and then they catch on. Mm-hmm. Definitely cool followings. 
All right, Corey, what is your uh, number th- uh, five? Five, wow. I jumped ahead in my um, brain. Yeah, you did. Um, I changed my list kind of at the last minute, my last one. So my number five, and I'm not sure, I tried to look it up and stuff, but I didn't have time to research too much. But is he called the captain in Prometheus? I don't know who you're talking about. Are you talking about the big guy? It is, yeah, at oh. the end. And they find him in the sh- uh, ship, and he was in stasis. Yeah. Oh, the the the, the large I... aliens, the yes. the engineers, the engineers. Yes, the engineers. I was like looking and I was like that doesn't seem right. Um so I guess he would be called the last engineer. But um I uh, Oh, go ahead, sorry. Well, um the space jockeys are also cuz that was their nickname for a long time and, until engineer ended and into, into the parlance. You mean mm-hmm. referencing alien? Like that's yes. what, okay. <laughs> when when they oh. found that because they'd found a, a, a an engineer corpse with a chest burst. Yep. The the class. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, I love Prometheus. That's no whatever. That's no surprise or a secret. Um, I liked the xenomorphs throughout. There. Yeah. Throughout that film, even the beginning, the one that drinks the whatever it is and then disintegrates. Um, I just think that they're very interesting. I do kind of get tired of all the aliens being um, two arms, two legs, two eyes, mouth, nose, looking like humans. But, um, and then I kind of talked to John about this. I've watched Prometheus quite a few times, but I haven't seen Alien in a while. So watching Alien was really weird because Prometheus, a lot of it is kind of play-by-play of Alien. It's very, It definitely has a very similar feel to it. And don't, like, don't get too surprised if Covenant is almost exactly the same as Alien. Which it doesn't... Mm-hmm. I think it goes even more into Alien instead of the... I think it's going to be like, you know, when they do like reality shows and it's like Survivor and then like three or four seasons go by and they're like Survivor couples. That's going to be Alien Covenant. They should have just called it Alien Couples. It's the Big Brother house. Yeah, because it's that's essentially what it looks like. It's like, oh, we're here to mate and start a new new family. Oh, but aliens. They're going to get mated. Yep. They're going to be eggs. But yeah, so uh, Alien Covenant. Yeah, guys. Um, But okay. That's an interesting one, Corey. That you go with the uh, the alien from Prometheus, engineer. the engineer. Well, it's which mm-hmm. I think I feel, and I don't think I'm the only one that feels that way. Um, this way is that they dropped the ball because the engineer, the alien has always been the focus because the all the went in the chamber that was aliens LV four two six, and they get sent by the company because they want to weaponize this, you know, this uh, want it to be a bioweapon, but. The engineers were kind of looked over, and they're clearly a very malevolent species. Mm. They are not at all friendly to no. humans. And there's definitely, there have been some really out there theories. Um, one, I'll just throw it out there because it was way out there, and it stuck in my mind that that an engineer was sent around the time of Christ, and that was built the hold. And this actually will come into play into something we'll talk about a little bit later. And because of what the human race did to Christ, hence the engineer, that this is why the engineers have the malevolence towards us. Oh, wow. They sent him as an emissary, you know, that, uh, and, and we treated and, it badly. And, uh-huh, and we, cruci- you know, crucified and murdered 
that being and so uh, and i forget where uh, do some research if you want or whoever's listening it's really out there and i'm like so i what i think mike just did on accident was i think you made exodus gods and and kings part of the (laughs) alien lore um because that's a ridley scott (laughs) film and so now it's all one big ridley scott universe like the martian was how we were starting to work our way towards these other planets oh man it's I all happening. Um, heard I, did I miss out, actually? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I hope this I is... I keep glossing over. My son keeps asking, has he watched... I forget why. He actually liked Noah, Darren Aronofsky's Noah. Oh, I love Noah. Um, um, and it, it's inter- it, It's really interesting that this kind of idea comes into play. I don't want to go too far, but it, it also comes into play some, with something I'm going to talk about shortly. But even going to Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2 with the idea of ego the living planet and then all the different forms and giving himself human it's that's a really interesting conceit interesting mm. idea and that really will challenge people's belief systems yeah and i'm not that's that's not that's not the reason i'm bringing it up it's just wow yep we we have such think of the frequency of light this is how someone's told it explained it to me before we only see so much. There are different bands of light that we can never see that other creatures yeah. can. UV, infrared, and whatnot. Um, and we have such a limited view. We only see this small, narrow band. You know, you know what I mean? And think of yeah. that as... It's it's really kind of eye-opening. It's really, you know... Um, like I said, I'm not trying to get on a religious soapbox or an anti-religious soapbox. It's it's like, whoa, that's... Wow, never thought of it that way. But, you know. Well, from... Uh... Corey's pick of the engineers and a very uh, interesting conversation. We're going to move <laughs> to my much, much, much more kind of silly pick uh, for number four, which um, is the Thermians from Galaxy Quest. Um, <laughs> I I love these aliens. Um, one, they're initially shown to uh, Tim Allen's character um, as humans uh, that are just kind of weird. And Rain Wilson gets to be one of them, and that makes it all the better. And... Uh, yeah, they we when we get to see their true form, they're horrifying creatures that uh, scare. Oh, they're like little baby Cthulhu's. Uh, oh yeah, that's not horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's um, little baby ones. That, that's I think scarier in some ways, but um, <laughs> you make friends with those so they think of the little people later on when they take over the world. You also have Missy Pyle is also one of the uh, Thermians that is really <laughs> really entertaining. Um, and uh, Veronica Mars's dad is too. Uh, oh, interesting. I, I never watched Veronica Mars, so I don't know who that is. But um, uh, the Thermians, they are a alien species that are uh, being tormented by another alien species. And um, they had seen get the TV show Galaxy Quest, but believed it to be historical documents. And now they've come to uh, retrieve the the members of the crew of, the, of Galaxy Quest um, to help save them. And... They've rebuilt all the ships from the show, but they actually work. They're all real, like, spaceships now. And it's a really cool concept, especially, I think, for any kind of Star Trek fan um, or Star Wars fan, you know, to have, like, what if you got, you know, you were able to live that? And Justin Long plays the surrogate audience member who <laughs> ends up helping save the day uh, with his knowledge of the show. Um, and it's it's really great. And Sam Rockwell's in the movie as well, so it's great. But the Thermians, I found their species to be really compelling. They're very compassionate, and you feel you really feel for them. You know, you like they they are the victims. They're the nerds of their galaxy, and they're being bullied by this you know awful alien race. 
And, uh, you know, it, it's what happens to them in the film is sad at times. But um, at the same time, they learn to stand up for themselves and that they actually kind of were the ones who had the power all along because they made this fantasy a reality. And it's, you know, it's a really fun movie. It's a movie that I kind of put off and never had that much of an interest in um, as wow. a kid. Well, I don't know what it was. Maybe I was just Tim Allen burnt out at that point or something. Mm-hmm. Um and when I, I just watched it for the first time last year and I loved it and was very mad at myself for not embracing it from the get go. I mean, it's got Sigourney Weaver, who uh, is probably in several of the movies that we're listing or at least connected to the movies that we're listing today. Um, Tim Allen, Alan Rickman and uh, Sam Rockwell, like I said, as well as uh, Tony Shalhoub. So you got great cast members on top of you know the ones I already listed and uh, the Thermians, though, because we're focused on the aliens were great so that's my uh number four by grab thar's hammer i don't remember the rest of it rickman all oh, around yeah. that thing works it's such a good parody uh satire mm-hmm. and, and i think it gets it right on tim i am not uh, i I grew, I grew weary of tim allen long ago um you know during the home improvement stuff i'm like uh but it worked in this one I, I wanted zoom to work because he did so i felt that he did so well in galaxy quest that I'm like, ooh, okay, well, him, and it, I think Zoom and Sky High were on the same time, and Sky High definitely beat out Zoom. Yeah, big time. Um, but um, Sigourney Weaver has some great lines. She's, you know, it's her job to repeat what the computer says, and that's what she does. Yep. Um, Tommy, uh, Tommy Laredo, and he's like, ha ha ha, you got, he's making fun, and then he's the one that's got to fly the 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 gal the, the NS, NSEA yeah uh, protector. And these scrapes just uh, <laughs> that whole scene where the ship is scraping it out. Um, but again, it all boils down to those aliens. I mean, the villain, the villains are great. The mm-hmm. rock, there, there's lots of different ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, the rock aliens, the too. Yep, yep, uh, definitely really good. I like yeah. little Cthulhu's. Yeah, <laughs> that you do, Mike. Um, what is your number? Oh, wait, Corey, have you, you have not seen Galaxy Quest? Whoa, Corey. Whoa. Oh, you have? I'm No, I'm here. It was just when you talked, it echoed a lot. Oh, um, I have you. not seen this one, and oh, I need to. Oh, I know, Lord. I know. Dang it. <laughs> but I need to watch this one. Yeah, Sorry, it's, guys. I think you should make... Uh-oh. We're having a lot of technical things. Um, Definitely, Corey, I think you should check out uh, Galaxy Quest as soon as possible. But let's get into Mike's number four. Yes. What do you got, bud? All right. So I've been of the opinion, I think you, at least one of you, or maybe both of you will agree with me, that Rowdy Roddy Piper should have had a much bigger film career, like a mm. huge film career. I thought he should have been in, enormous. So unfortunately, sadly, that won't be the case because he's now left this mortal coil. But at least we will have They Live to enjoy. Yep. And I don't recall that those particular alien species were named. I feel that they were unnamed. I, I didn't dig in deep enough. But uh, in any case, these really subversive aliens, they snuck into pretty much all aspects of our society and were pretty much on the verge of taking over were it not for our everyman hero, Nada, which you know, if you don't know your Spanish, that means nothing. He was just a pretty everyday Joe. Uh, if he's def- This is definitely a misbegotten masterpiece candidate. And um, just they're, they're dug in. And a lot of these sayings... Uh, obey and uh, as it consume all those one word slangs they're just very the propaganda the uh, the subliminal messages that there's are dug in and when it once it gets back around or uh, around to the end then you see 
exactly everywhere they that they have all the areas of society that they're spread out in. It's it's just something to see, and it's 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 if if you're not a paranoid person, this would make you really paranoid because it seems so plausible. No, that would probably not be a good one for me, but um. Oh, yeah. You should watch it. <laughs> Actually, this one's getting reissued by Scream Factory in a steelbook, and oh. I've never seen it, and I feel like I should just Ooh. buy it. I think you That's should. Cool. And the steelbook, I'm kind of jealous because I bought. Um, I've se- I actually this was a movie that used to be on HBO all the time when I was a kid, and because of the <laughs> Roddy Piper connection, I would watch it mainly for that. Uh, I had no idea it was a John Carpenter movie till way old until I was way older. Um, but I I, I found it while. A lot of times cheesy and campy. It was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And um, last year I bought a four pack with it and the thing. And now I'm wondering what the other two movies are because I don't think I paid much attention. But I do know it's an alien box set. Like so, every movie has something to do with aliens. So now I'm wondering what the other two are. I'm gonna have to take a look at that in a few minutes. But um, I, mm, I'm trying to think because I don't think my set my set includes the thing, Prince of Darkness, and two others. And so I'll gotta dig mine up too. Is it Virus and Village of the Damned? I think. Oh, it might be. Okay, that's interesting that Virus would be thrown in there because it doesn't match the others. quite. Yeah. Village of the Dam does. But, hmm. See, kids hmm. are creepy. Yeah, they sure <laughs> are. Mother's <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah, a cat mom. Uh, Corey, I, I think <laughs> buying uh, buying the box set would be cool. I'm wondering what the seal book's going to look like, too, because the iconic, usually it's the sunglasses with the uh, the reflection in them, if I'm not mistaken, is like the kind of go-to look. So it'd be kind of cool to see, especially if it's like embossed steelbook and not just, you know, like a flat printed steelbook, but if it's like, you know, one that has texture and stuff, that could be really cool. And mm-hmm. if they included sunglasses that worked, that would be really cool. Uh, they have there. photos <clears throat> up on their, on Scream Factory's uh, Instagram. They're also reissuing The Fog, which I already own, but I love it so much. Just watch that again it. over the uh, this week. John and my mm-hmm. son and I just caught the last half hour, and he, he, because he didn't get the rest of it, he just walked in as I was finishing. He had to explain it, and he's kind of like, "Hmm, I don't know if he was hmm, intrigued or hmm. <laughs> okay, Dad." It's kind of because I didn't realize that John Carpenter had such a diverse filmography either, you know. So which you see is animated work. Oh wait, no. He didn't what? No, I'm okay. Just <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have to, you're gonna have to point me into the direction of the Scream Factory Instagram because I'm not seeing it. But um, oh. let's move to uh, Corey's number four. Okay, I have a feeling that you might have this one on your list, John, or maybe you forgot him. But I had to go with Christopher Johnson from District Nine, The Prawn. Hmm. Ah, I didn't forget him, but uh, he is on my honorable mentions. So. Okay. Um, when I was making this list, I became very aware that I haven't seen enough alien movies. But, oh. um, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, you know, unless I wanted to list all the characters from another franchise that I feel like, I, you know. But um, I we watched this for Movie Club. Yep. And I never really had an, I don't think that I really had an interest in it. But I really enjoyed it when we did. And I thought that a lot of the social commentary in the film will always be relevant but especially relevant right now and i had a lot of empathy for the prawns which is actually a derogatory derogatory term but i can't remember what they're called um but they are for real but i really liked liked him and that's set in south africa isn't it johannesburg yep johannesburg yeah again very timely just watched lethal weapon 2 ah diplomatic immunity I haven't seen Diplomatic immunity. 
and I, I, I had to, I had to watch it to the end mm -hmm. and I never caught because oddly enough, <laughs> my youth pastor was the one that I watched. We, that took us to see that. So we, it, it's, it's funny. Um, but I never caught the derogatory terms. I'm like, oh, what is that? And mm. when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, I can't believe. Did you hear what he said? And so I was kind of glad I was the only one watching it. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely very timely. District Nine, the way that, yeah, that totally worked. Um, unfortunately, mm -hmm. unfortunately, he made Chappie. So yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, District Nine. I, I don't remember what their official name was either, Corey. I just remember Prawns. And actually, when I was doing research for the list, I, I did pull them up, and it, I saw Prawns. So I don't know. If the official name just never stuck or if people just maybe they never officially said what they were called, just that they were aliens and they were being called prawns as a result. Um, I don't remember for sure, but definitely, um, especially the main prawn, which I think is the one you referenced, Christopher Johnson or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, he is very empathetic and I really like um, his character, like the way they developed him in the film, which I was not expecting was great. So, um, all right. Uh, Mike, you've seen district nine though, right? Yes. Uh, only once I need to watch it again oh, because I'm too. sure I missed. Yeah. We, well, we Part just, we've only watched it once, uh, each as well. So, uh, but we were watching it to do a podcast. So we were like really watching it. You <laughs> you're closely watching. I watched, I think, you know, you know how you watch movies when you're at the, mm -hmm. at the house. Oh yeah. The, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. I didn't, there's a lot of little probably nuance, that I missed and probably bits of the, of, the, of it that I, um, yeah. And I, I did a lot of research afterwards, um, to try to, you know, make sure I was prepared to discuss it on the podcast. So, um, all right, that's Corey's number four. Definitely a, a solid pick. If you haven't seen district nine, I do recommend checking that one out. You can skip Blancomp's other films from my understanding. I have not sat all the way through Elysium and I cannot watch Chappie. Um, but I've heard bad things. Let's go, uh, my number three, um, and in fact, my number three is going to be a hit or miss. Some people like this movie, and some people hate it, but uh, either way, when I think Aliens, there's a, a certain name that pops up, and I have to include him on my list, and that's Paul. Mm -hmm. I Still haven't no seen it. It's Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, so right away, I'm, I'm pretty much in. Um, and it's funny, because a lot of times um, when I do these lists, I'll talk to my wife about them, but uh, more often than not, she doesn't remember movies. Um, that we've seen or whatever and uh, today I just said what the topic was and she's like is Paul on your list and I'm like wow one I don't I'm shocked that you remember Paul and then two mm -hmm. he sure is uh, at that point I hadn't like placed him yet but um, Paul Paul has a low Metacritic which I don't truly get but Seth Rogen is the voice of Paul um, and I love all of the little uh, references that the movie makes um, because Paul's basically the reason why every other alien movie exists in inside of the movie Paul, because the character he has active camouflage. Um, he you know he is uh, he brings technology. He has healing powers. I mean, basically things that oh that's it that's the movie the that deer. I yeah the deer. that's where he does it duh. Um, so I'm I'm now guessing that's a Starman reference by the way, um, because there's tons it's of gotta be like Paul much like where Shaun of the Dead references tons of zombie movies, and um, Hot Fuzz references tons of action movies, even though this is not a um, uh, Edgar Wright film, unfortunately. It, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost did write it. And so Simon Pegg co-wrote all of the Edgar Wright uh, Cornetto trilogy. And I think that's where his inspiration was. It was he was pulling in all these different sci-fi alien flicks as uh, kind of Paul being how that 
ended up happening because Paul crash landed on Earth and in secret had been helping develop everything we know um, about aliens inside the film universe. And so uh, you can see tons of references to these other alien movies that we're talking about. So um, I think Paul's great. It's really funny. Uh, it's definitely vulgar. But you get Simon Pegg, you get Nick Frost, you get Seth Rogen and Kristen Wiig with Jason Bateman, Bill Hader, um, the one guy whose name I can never remember, uh, but he's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and he's in a bunch of other uh, movies, usually small parts, and some surprise guests that I won't name um, just because they show up in different parts and I don't want to give anything away. But definitely uh, Paul, one of my favorite aliens. He he does have the kind of traditional look about him, um, you know, big head, long long skinny arms and legs. Um, but it's, you know, he's a memorable character. While his look is, you know, pretty basic, uh, you know, compared to traditional-looking aliens, um, yeah, I, I really like Paul, and so Paul is on my top five. Yeah, definitely, definitely could, should have seen that. Or I didn't know where you would place it, but and I need to give it a chance. I've only watched bits and pieces of it, and I probably like it. I just haven't had a chance to really dive in. And I own it, and I just need to watch it. Mm, that you do, Corey, that you do. Steelbook too, Blu-ray, I think. Wow, Man, Corey, so, just slacking. She's oh. next leveling us. She's like, I got <gasps> well, this in Steelbook. <laughs> but that <laughs> one, I think I paid like five or ten bucks yeah, on Black Friday. That was is that when they did like the comic book kind of art covers? Um, I think so. Because I have, I didn't buy that one because I already had it, but I did get Scarface like that because they had Scarface. I was really mad because they had Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz like that too, and I didn't get those. Oh, um, mm. people anyways. beat you to those. Oh no, that's they wasn't even Black Friday. I think they were ten bucks when they first came out. Um, I just already oh. ha- I already had them, so buying the steelbook. Yeah, it's like you know. Well, I already own the movie. Sh- should I really buy a steelbook version of it? Um, the yes. answer is yes. Yeah, I should have. But <laughs> no, you're an enabler, Mike. Um, I'm just saying. All right. It's not my money anyway. So that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what do you got for number three? All right. So I'm gonna say Martians and. You, I will be very surprised if you figure out which ones are mm. you have seen this one. This is a pretty obscure one. But, I mean, I kind of wanted to cheat them in because they've made appearances in so many films and so many have been fantastic appearances. Enough. I mean, like I said, I wanted to cheat them in and say Martians and then list all the different films that they've been in. But no, I'm going to narrow it down. And this appearance of Martians um, was in, and I might mess up the name because I always want to say it like the money, but it's Qu- Quatermass or Quatermass, Q-U-A-T-E-R-M-A-S-S, and The Pit. I think it goes by another um, another name. It might, I want to say it's maybe 5 million years to Earth, but I might have been, I might be confusing it. But I know it is Quatermass and The Pit. And I, it was a Hammer Films from oh, way back boy. in the British yeah, and so basically the premise is this. It's an orb of unknown origin. It's an Earth that a construction site, which I feel um, very uh, – that uh, Reign of Fire was like that, where they've discovered that. And that's where the story moves from. It starts from there. And what I thought kind of made this, made this uh, distinctive Martian appearance was that the effect they have on the humans. And I remember one of the earlier times that I'd seen this because this is tough to watch. I think you might could find it streaming like on youtube but i, I don't recall correct uh, if, if that's still o- online um but basically as they kind of find out more and get closer because it's kind of like shielded mm-hmm. and buried uh kind of like um because i just saw the other preview for the mummy and you know how he's, he breaks it in and then it start all that stuff starts happening yeah and this one the martian presence even though it's dead it's not alive has not been alive in a long while 
it's enough to trigger some base responses from humans, taking them into a more savage time when humans not knowing what they were, and this this is a conceit that's been used for others, they kind of worshiped them and, and the same because obviously the technology was was better and they showed and taught humans different things. And so it it it, it made it so that the Martians were not only aliens, but they had such an effect mentally on humans and on their development. It, as in they started creating belief systems and that that kind of and they might have touched on this and, and I might be extrapolating some but like this is where uh, think Stargate where they had the Anubis and all these and that that's where it originated from think of this oh, okay that's how it was it's pretty heady for for a Hammer Films production I thought oh that's really deep and then did it I don't know that it holds up as well let's see I think this was 66 I'll have to dig that up but that's what some 50 some years but it was it stuck in my head it's been a long time since i've seen it i know there were parts that my mom's boyfriend at the time didn't allow me to see and i'm like listening to it it sounded pretty intense and having seen it now i'm like oh that's what he didn't want me to see it's (laughs) i don't know the 80s were a different time too um but um quartermass in the pit but it was hard to narrow it down to these specific martians but i figure these are ones that not everyone had heard from or about yeah, I've I've never heard of this movie. Um, it's from 1958, right? Oh, okay, 58. I thought it was so. It was even earlier than I thought. Yeah, that sounds right. That's. I mean, that's. The, I found a movie called uh, Quartermass in the Pits from 1958. That's so I'm it. assuming that's it. That's it. Um, that's got to be it. Yeah. So wow, that's. Uh, I don't know that I've seen any Hammer films, but I've I know enough about them. Um, you know, through uh, different podcasts and stuff. Um, so interesting, uh, interesting poll because that's definitely one I have not seen. I did see. I didn't point out that I did see your number four though. So I'm one away from uh, hitting my goal that I've seen two of your movies. So, oh, um, Corey, I take it you're yeah. on the same boat as me as per usual that you've never heard of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm like okay, that's, that's right, Miss Steelcase. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got it for like five bucks, guys. Excuses, Corey. <laughs> that's... Um, that's right, Miss King Arthur Pick. Mike has this movie on Laserdisc just to show you up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I've got, got it in the original 8mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. No, I don't. <laughs> Guys, I'm not a one-upper. I was just letting you know. <laughs> I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Oh, it's okay, oh. Corey. We, we love Sorry, you. Um, I stole all your picks. Yeah, yeah you did. Well, Corey, what do you have for number uh, th- uh, three, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I have Lilu Dallas Multipass. <laughs> Great pick. <laughs> yeah. I have to. And I can't remember the last time I saw this movie. It's been a very long time. And this is actually one of my, um, sorry, Fifth Element, is actually one of my husband's favorite movies. And He's sub- got good taste. Yeah. And my husband doesn't like a lot of movies, guys. He's not like me. Um, but he wanted me to watch it sometime across the span of our really long relationship. And I think I kind of wrote it off. So I'm glad we went to see it today. I enjoyed oh, it a whole lot. Today was the first oh, time you cool. ever saw it? Yeah. No. Oh, no, oh, seen, oh, okay. No, 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 no. Ooh. But I think the first time that I've seen it in its entirety what i'm pretty sure that is I've seen crazy. like of it twice because my dad was a fan too one i gotta say i'm very jealous too cool to see to like sci-fi okay um <laughs> why are you very jealous because i wanted to go see it in the theater today and i, I wasn't able to i did too 
Uh, it's Mother's Day, so that didn't work. Uh, yeah. There were a lot of people at the theaters, and I live in kind of a religious kind of area, all of Idaho. We're very close to Utah people. And when Bill and I go to the movies on Sunday, we almost have almost the entire place, especially whatever room, whatever theater we're in, kind of to ourselves because people don't do a lot on Sundays. But it was hopping today. And it must be because of Mother's Day. But even there were a lot of people in the Fifth Element, which I was kind of surprised. Twentieth anniversary is a big deal, and um, Luke Fasson is obviously in the uh, zeitgeist right now because of Valerian. So people are maybe like getting hyped up for Valerian. So maybe Valerian will show up, Corey, and you actually might have a surprise pick of the summer. Um, but I hope so. Realistically, Fifth Element is great, but it's also oh, not it's... like it's it's fantastic it... so many ways, but it's also crazy and ridiculous yeah i love um i we we all did kind of grow up on bruce willis and i liked seeing him in that role and mila jovovich i I always mispronounce her name i might be mispronouncing it too yeah i don't pronounce it Uh, yeah um you know we've seen her in a million different resident evil movies but but she was great in this and i thought she was very charming and i thought she was very believable um, not knocking all the Resident Evil movies. I've enjoyed them. Some of them I've kind of stopped, but I really enjoyed her in this. And Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah. Oldman's That's... such a great villain in this movie. Yeah. Um, so, and why am I blanking out on the name of who plays Ruby? Chris Tucker. The talk show host. Yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Get out of my way. I um, saw an interesting I... article. You are not super green. Um, that uh, Apparently, they wanted Prince to be Ruby originally. Yeah, I just I not see anyone but Chris Tucker being Ruby Rod. I, I don't know, man. Prince could have been pretty cool. He wouldn't have been nearly as loud, because um, that is a yeah. Chris Tucker specialty. But yeah, um, I don't know. It could have been pretty interesting. Uh, very different overall take. But I think, I mean, you could see that. Uh, I would say Tucker channels some Prince in the character. Um, you know, some of the ways he mm-hmm. like the seductive elements of the character. You know, like when he's talking to the ladies and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that would play. Th- like, would that work the whole time, or would he be more forgettable if he didn't get so loud? Because he doesn't let you forget he's in the in the room, you know? Hey, Corbin, 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 Corbin. <laughs> Just, I want to like, oh my gosh, she uh, was making me anxious. Yeah, he made, dude, that scene is so great. And, um, actually, I even like the, the other aliens, the, like, the monstrous dog-looking aliens. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and Bruce Willis, I, I, I'm a fan of Hudson Hawk, guys. The, Bruce Willis was one of my favorite actors for a while, um, and it, it saddens me. Like the Kevin Smith stories made me really sad to hear that Bruce Willis had apparently become this really hard to work with, very bitter actor. As I've been a huge fan of his for a long time, and um, I really, uh, I, I really wanted to see that today. I think it's playing again on Tuesday or Wednesday, and this week, the seventeenth. It's the seventeenth. This week is nuts for me, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to if it was playing at our mall. I'd be there in a heartbeat, but because it's in Lakeland oh. and it's, you know, it's yeah. a, it's at least a 45 minute drive just to get there. Then I have to, you know, then the movie's on and then a 45 minute drive back. It's a, it's almost a four hour yeah. ordeal for me. And I don't know if that's going to be feasible this week because it's our last week for seniors. Um, so I have to have all the grades in and uh, I have to watch Alien Covenant. I have to watch um, Alien Resurrection and I'm planning on watching Prometheus this week on top of everything else. But I might just sneak in my copy of Fifth Element before the end of the week because I'm feeling that movie. It's one I've seen dozens and dozens of times. And I was trying to figure out which alien I would have picked 
from that uh, in my list, and uh, I should have went with Lilu. That's a, a great pick. Diva is cool too, though. She it's is. like she there is. are so many cool characters in this. And also, I want to point out that this movie is two hours and six minutes long, but it doesn't feel doesn't like feel it. Feel like it? Nope. It doesn't. It's like super entertaining the whole time. I love that he gets held. They, people try to hold him up all the time. He just like opens his door and someone trying to hold him up, and then he just has like this big pile of weapons. That seems from that I thought was pretty funny, See. and like the whole crowd was just fun, laughing and yeah. So, mm-hmm. see, you all are overlooking the little alien huh? that should be on your list, and it's that little elephantine little alien oh. that doesn't quite do its job. Do its job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I um. Like that's that's. Yeah, like the the mm-hmm. the Fred Flintstone element of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's just uh, he stored it in the spoken. desk. It's a living. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we we do need to move to the next number, but that's uh, definitely a great pick that got us all. We we all have fond memories of the Fifth Element. Um, but man, so so great. Even I guess technically the the real villain, not Gary Oldman, but the the darkness could have been. Oh yeah. Um, listed was he as the shadow? I don't know if it was it called the shadow. I don't even know. Um, I don't remember, but. Ego trying to push his. Oh, it's a celestial. Uh, Mike, I think your your headphones yeah. loose again. Um, I'm gonna start my number two though. Um, this is I think uh the scariest. I mean, the Bluetooth alien from Attack the Block is scary, but the other t- uh, two that I've had have been more comedic. Um, but I have always been a huge fan of the Predator. Um, I'm gonna go with the original from 1987, but I love the 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 look of the Predator. I love the species. So much so that I've even sat through, again, both Alien vs. Predators and I sat through Predators. Um, not because I cared about the, the humans. I like the Predator. I think it's such a cool um, character. And that's honestly, I like Predator 2 more just because of uh, there's so much. I don't know. I feel more connection to the creature in that one. Not that you're supposed to, but just that you get to see him more. Like Because there's a lot of the first movies just the build up to the reveal. And number two, it's like from the get-go, you just, you get to see him killing people and being the predator, being this uh, ultimate hunter. And um, you get, you know, you find a, there's the the FBI guys and Predator 2. Um, but it's just such a cool character. I'm very excited for next year's Predator. Um, it's, I think, a reboot, but Shane Black is involved, so I, I'm really excited about that. Um, and, you know... It's such a cool looking character. Even like it's amazing with the mask on, right? And then it's it gets a little like creepy horror. It's 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 scarier without the mask, but it's also kind of funny because you know it gets the derogatory name for its mouth. Um, I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. I don't want to say it, but uh, you know it, it's it's scarier without the mask, but it's also it's so cool with the mask. You know it looks awesome. The weapons are awesome. It's there's so much about it, and so. A lot of people went into AVP rooting for the Xenomorph. I was rooting for the Predator. I'm a huge, again, fan of that that design. It's easily one of my favorite design aliens in film, and so he's my number two. It, I I really like him. I don't know if fancy is the pick because I really do like him, but I do feel that he kind of cheats because of all the tech he's got and he's fight. I mean, oh yeah, Arnold sure. Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger bested him. And that's what is cool when they have the AVP. And even then, they cheat because if they lose, they still win because they nuke everything. Um, but uh, they, I mean, they were, that that look—it was such a unique face. And that you know, when once that mask gets like you said, it gets pulled off, and you know, you're an ugly, you know, 
I'm not going to complete the rest. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, just it's a different alien look, very unique. As to, uh, no other alien I feel looked quite like that. Yeah. Um, the the um, the glowing blood, the camo. Mm-hmm. Because that's the time. The active I mean, camo. To, and the, the POV, to like do. getting to see the infrared mm-hmm. through his mm-hmm. eyes and stuff. Those were cool shots and just uh, just such a cool monster. Yeah. And I he do, does have that. He's, he's like the Batman of alien species because he does have the cool toys. Let's not forget the, the this is where it's a movie podcast, but there was a Batman and Predator comic mm-hmm. book. Um, and I was all about those. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Big oh, have you not seen the, the short, the live action short? I have on YouTube. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, I was having to look this up. I haven't seen any of the Predator movies <gasps> since I was oh, okay. little. Since I was little, oh, oh, my dad oh. watched them, but I can't really remember them. But I was looking up, it's coming out in 2018, mm-hmm. and this kid is all over the place. Boyd Holbrook, he was the guy that was in Gone Girl, and he was in another movie that we watched recently. I just feel like he's taking over the universe. Oh. He, he's, he plays a guy that sticks her up. and. Oh, uh, that robs her in the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they don't say who he's playing, but I'm just kind of surprised because I feel like he's in everything lately. Hmm. Well, good for him. He needs some work. Let's yeah. Get her, get yeah. her done. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I hope it's good. Um, I, I've actually been meaning to rewatch both Predator 1 and 2. It's been a while since I've seen them. I did buy them on Blu-ray uh, not too long ago for like 7 bucks in the the, set, the $7 bin at Walmart. Um, so oh, nice. So might be worth oh. uh, snagging, Corey, you know, since you haven't seen them in a while. I might have to do that. Yeah. But, um, all right, that's my number two. Mike, what's yours? All right, I, I get a feeling that all of my, except for one, all of mine are malevolent, and I, I feel like I've got a very xenophobic <laughs> outlook at this but um i'm going back to i feel like we've talked about this i'm going to um 1978s uh, and this is another one where the remake is so solid uh this particular one um the invasion of the body snatchers the spores the pods the way they show you at the mm-hmm. beginning how they originate and how they get again very subversive and start sneaking in and it's difficult because they blend in their exact copies. I mean, yeah, I'm guessing even down to the memories, except for the one that they really got wrong. And it, it was horrifying to see the old, you know, which one I'm talking about with the bum and the dog that were. I actually have not to... seen the 78 version. I've seen the 56. Whoa. The original. Yeah, we watched the original. Which is classic. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. And then um, I. You need to see. I don't want to give too much away then because that scene, I'm like, <gasps> and I feel it still holds up now as well, horrifying. I, I have seen um, Donald Sutherland is in that one. And um, I saw yep. the scene where he does like the really scary scream. And that was apparently. Oh, then, then you've watched the full movie then. <laughs> well, um, that was apparently the uh, inspiration for some of the the motions in the World's End for uh, when they like oh, okay. when their lights go you know big and you get that noise. That was like even they outstretch their hand like he does in that sequence. Um, so you know because Edgar I did pull a lot from all of the movies, although uh, the World's End definitely stands alone more so than the other two films. Um, but yeah, so it's more reason I want to see that one. And I also, uh, I actually, even though I've heard it's not great, I kind of want to watch the uh, Invasion with Nicole Kidman, which is uh, from, the, I, I think, the 90s oh, or early 2000s. I would 2000. recommend, I would recommend another one over that one. Ah. And uh, it's Abel Ferrara, who I've mentioned before. He's uh, done Bad Lieutenant and uh, a vampire one with Lily Taylor called The Addiction. Oh, yeah. He did one called Body, I think it's just called Body Snatchers. Okay. And it's I, I feel it would still hold up, um, but I I I preferred the seventy eight one, 
because again, like you have heard bad stuff about the inv- about invasion, mm-hmm. but um, there's still the, the the way Abel Ferrara is a really decent director, and so it was interesting to see that he took on a property that's not his own. Yeah. So I would just I would add that to your list. Okay, we'll do. And the '78 one is definitely one I want to check out. I I did doing research for this. I did read a little bit about the backstory of the aliens. Um, which I don't think you get much in the 56 one. It's just like they've just shown up and started replacing people. Um, mm-hmm. Which I did really like the original, though. Like, it is... Uh, it still was creepy, even though it's so old, you know? Like, it, it and the effects are, are impressive for the time, I thought. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went... In, when Corey and I watched it together when she was down this past October, and uh, I think we both went in kind of thinking it would be silly, and I think we were both <laughs> really impressed by it, so... Um, I think yeah, Taylor watched that one really too. Well, it still holds up. I feel. You pointed out um, some really cool camera work that yeah. was in it, especially um, for the time. They're on the yeah, they're on the front step, and it, I can't remember the exact scene, but the way it kind of panned around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember being just thoroughly like, I mean, I shouldn't have been because it's a movie that has been talked about for you know over sixty years, but uh, still, like a lot of times, I'm skeptical about you know. Sometimes I feel like we just cling to things because they are old, like that they that makes them good because they're they're a forefront. But because other people say that they're so great, and yeah. I think other people feel like they need to say it too. Yeah, it, like, yeah, because you don't want to. Well, you can't change. Like this was the opinion of greatness, so it has to always be great. But that movie, I think, holds up very well. Like most of Hitchcock films do as well. Like they were great then. I think the only thing that goes wrong with Hitchcock is the uh, our sensibilities of time. Um, like I love uh, rear window. No, I'm sorry. I love Vertigo and Rear Window, but I'm I meant to say Vertigo here. Um, but Vertigo, if if you take that movie and re-edit it to a more standard editing, where you don't watch him drive around for so much, um, I think more people would connect to that film because I think a lot of people lose interest because there's so much of him just driving. And in modern films, we wouldn't we either wouldn't see the driving, like we would see him get in the car, we would see him start to drive, and it would fade to the next scene where they were parking. Uh, Hitchcock doesn't do that. He lets it linger. And so we shouldn't be having this conversation. I apologize. We need to move forward. No, uh, <laughs> uh, but I like hearing what you guys have to say because I don't always, you know, and with all the movies that you guys talk about, I don't always recognize the technical aspects or like different filmmaking techniques or, you know, I haven't seen it. Did you say Vertigo or Rearview? Uh, Vertigo was the one I was just talking about. Vertigo. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. Ooh, but that's one we got to get yeah. to because, yeah, that one's great. Getting fired. No, no, okay. not fired. Steelbook. 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 <laughs> Hitchcock Steelbooks. Um, actually, there were some really cool um, pop art um, covers at uh, yeah. Target and Walmart. And I really, I already, I own, literally, I own two copies of all of those, like the the big five of Hitchcock's movies because I bought a box set. But then they had another box set that had like four other movies that I really wanted, and it was like twenty bucks. Cool. So I was like, "Well, why not just get the other box set?" So <laughs> I have uh, technically two of Vertigo and Rear Window and stuff, but they're all just in these you know big bulky boxes. And then they have these cool pop art ones. I'm like, "Man, I really love the Psycho pop art. Looks so awesome." <laughs> but I can't, you know, I already own it twice. I can't buy it a third time. Like third time's a charm. Uh, on, on sure Blu-ray. you can. Share with <laughs> friends. Share and enjoy. <laughs> Um, yeah, because I had to get, I wanted rope, and I wanted, uh, there was another one in the box that I, I couldn't find individually, so I was like, I'm just going to buy this box. Um, Burke's movie rental. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I think Burke box. We're at Corey's. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it's a real thing. Um, which, 
no off mic off recording Corey, number two what do you got okay i had to um i had to include dr frankenfurter from rocky horror picture <laughs> oh, show good, <laughs> good pull I Ma- love... major major spoilers <laughs> sorry guys it's from the 70s if you don't know by now too bad um i love this movie so much even though it should totally make me mad that all of a sudden at the end they're aliens but it doesn't and i love how campy this movie is and i just i love tim curry so much i think he is just extremely charming and hilarious i don't think that anyone would ever be able to fill that role as well as him even though i still want to go to you know a live show one time but um i just love him i love that he's bigger than life he's sweet transvestite um (laughs) I just think it's such a fun movie, and I also, it kind of, it's, I I would consider that one a musical, even though it's not quite as, you know, it has a lot of... Uh, yeah, I think but, um, Oh, yeah, no, that's definitely a musical. Episode. Yeah, and I don't generally like musicals, but um, I just love that movie. I think it's so fun. It's so freaking campy, you know, and I'm really sad that they remade it for television last year, and I'm never going to watch that one. <laughs> uh, I wanted to, and I'm glad I didn't, so yeah, there we it, are. It, it did not get good ratings. Um, I still have not seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, <gasps> We're adding what? it to Movie Club, and if when I'm down there, so I usually try to strategically plan my trips around a concert or something. I think this time I'm going to need to plan it around us all going to see Rocky Horror Picture Show. They do it in Lakeland. They do every year. And, uh, yeah. I, I wanted to go last year, and then as it got closer, it just didn't – it wasn't working out, so I didn't make it. Um, but, yeah, it's one I've never I've never seen. Um, I obviously know a lot about it. Uh and I have seen little pieces of like the performances redone on like Halloween shows and things like that. But yeah, I've never sat through the whole thing um, or any of it. Actually, I guess I've just seen clips. Um, so yeah, it's it's one I need to check out. It's definitely um, you know far off. Um, Mike, what was your number two? Oh, the invasion. Dang, that's right, the body snatcher. I was thinking like, wait, I'm like, did I see that one? I'm like, no, no, I didn't. Nope. So close, but the wrong year. If you'd only picked the original. Um. All right, we're wah, wah. we're at our number one, and I went with, um, well, we were born the same year, and I, it was my I think my first introduction to aliens, so I went with ET, the extraterrestrial, um, nice. from nineteen eighty two, the year I was born. So, um, I've had fond memories of ET for as long as I can remember. I mean, he's creepy, but he's lovable. And um, I remember it was one of the first movies I wanted to show my daughter. And then I watched it and I hadn't seen it in years. And I was very taken aback by um, the 80s PG rating because it's not a PG rating. It's clearly a PG-13. Um, That's right. right, Certain kind of breath. Yes, certain kind of breath. Um, That that was the most shocking moment for me when when he said it. My jaw dropped. I'm like, what? What? I don't remember that at all. Um, what? No. And even uh, a few years back, you know, they have those little boxes where you get like the little figurines and stuff. Um, my wife and I found uh, they had ET ones at Target, and they were on sale for a buck. They're usually like five bucks. So we grabbed two, and we got um, ET in, in the the sheet, the ghost costume, and ET in uh, dressed as a little girl. And we were very happy with those picks. Um, they're <laughs> sitting on my shelf. I'm looking right at them right now, and. Um, it's a, a character that my daughter liked the movie, but also was afraid. We, she had a stuffed animal and was like, at one point, wouldn't let it be in her bedroom. Like it had to be in a different room. She was so creeped out by it. Um, and but I have so many fond memories of the of the character in the movie. Um, it, it's he's such a classic. And 
Uh, even a weird story connected to my grandparents, because my grandparents used to own this little restaurant in downtown Winter Haven, and um, there was a movie theater in downtown Winter Haven at the time, and this guy uh, would come to lunch every day at my grandparents' restaurant, and one day he comes in, he's like, I got these I got these two movies to pick, I don't know which one to go with, I can't remember, I never remember what the other one was, but my grandpa's telling me the story when I was like in high school, he's like, the guy comes in, he says, I can get this movie, or I can get this weird movie about some kind of alien with the guy who directed oh, by the guy right. who directed Jaws and he ends up picking not E.T. And then E.T. does, you know, tremendous and it's it's, you know, an iconic film now. And he regretted it, of course, because then he never got it. And who knows, maybe his theater would have done what better. What was not E.T. though? What was not E.T.? I don't know what movie he picked. That's it drives me crazy. I can't remember. And um I, I my grandpa's gone, so I'll never get to ask him again. because um, the story's incomplete. But it wasn't a successful movie, whatever it was that he picked. It was something more traditional and didn't set the set the world on fire like E.T. did. Um, but, you know, E.T. does uh, so many great things, and it's such a classic character. Um, it's one of the few older movies that Universal hasn't, you know, gotten rid of the ride. Um, and even that ride, man, that go, getting to be on the bikes and everything, it's just, it's a cool experience. Um, he's one of my favorite aliens of all time. And again, um, for a lot of people, he was the introduction to an alien that wasn't trying to kill us, you know, um, which is, as Mike pointed out, most of his are all are vicious and xenophobic in many ways. Um, E.T. was here just to phone home, man. He just was trying to get a ride back to his house. So that's my number one. Great pick. I love that movie as a kid. I've already said this before, but I'm going to give another plug for it. It's going to be part of the TCM big screen classics. So it's playing again in theaters for the 35th anniversary on September 17th and September 20th that anyone can make it to the theaters. I I hope with I the guns go. or without the guns. I wonder. Uh, that's a real question. They um they edited out the guns that the FBI agents had into flashlights. What? Um yeah to make it more kid friendly. So it is curious uh, if they will have the guns or not. I'm oh I'm gosh. interested. Um I do want to see it on the big screen again. Uh, I don't know if Taylor will go watch. I mean she's. It's been a long time since any of us have watched it. My, in fact, um, I have this now on digital, um, thanks to uh, a. I don't want to say who because I don't know how legal it is for them to buy a movie and give me their digital code, but somebody did, and um, I mean it was paid for. It wasn't an illegal digital, but I was really excited to get a digital copy of ET because it's a movie that I've I've had in many formats. I've had you know VHS uh, digital, and now I have. I'm sorry, VHS DVD, and now digital HD. I didn't, I never had it in Blu-ray, but. Um, yeah, if you've or never seen it, disc or steel bucks or oh, I have steel bucks. It's uh, it's like Starbucks, but uh... um, anyways. So, Mike, uh, what do you have for your number one? Well, I am going for the same year. Oh, and the thing. Sadly, this was also not ET. However, this I think particular hostile alien holds up, and it's from John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, I knew that was going to be your the one. I win. Thing from I've, another I've seen two. world. I have seen two of these movies, Mike. I think it's the first time I've ever guessed right. <laughs> wow. Uh, this one, this one's a, a gimme. And did you spot my theme that I was trying to go for my whole list? Were they all John Carpenter? I almost, tr- I really tried. Yeah. There were three. Four. Yeah, three out of my five. Oh, three out of five. Three out Sorry. of my five. I wanted to include, I wanted to include, um, in the mountains, in the mouth of madness, which is a John Carpenter. However, I could not get confirmation whether those were aliens or ancient Earth beings, like ancient old ones, like Cthulhu. Because it's funny that we brought up mm. Thermians, 
and so I didn't, I wasn't sure. And so I didn't even put them on my honorable mentions. So going back to the thing, because my son has expressed interest in seeing Alien Covenant, which is kind of surprising. I don't oh. know that he would be interested. So I've been trying to dig up Alien so he could see where it all began, because he's at a point where I think it'd be okay. Yeah. And even if Abby um, was interested as well, so my oldest... We'll see. Again, like I said before, my, my son's my movie buddy. Luckily, and those of you that happen to have IFC on the 18th, which is this Thursday, is that right? Uh, yeah, that right. that's correct. Uh, coming up, so this, uh, I don't know if the podcast will drop in enough time, but mm. it's on. So I'm going to set it to record, and then we'll see, you know, what it goes. Because it's definitely, um, have you guys listened to the uh, last podcast, uh, I'm sorry, A Nightmare on Film Street? podcast no no i've gotten some followbacks from them and i need to communicate with them because they're they're uh they're a married couple from canada and they've done oh. they one of their lists because they change formats they do top five one time and they do head to head like um like a celebrity death nope not quite but they kind of point counterpoint uh, but aliens is one of <laughs> there we go yeah aliens uh was one of their themes and um you know man mike xenomorph yeah, your headset did that thing again. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm being too wiggly or something. I might have to invest in. I need some money for Mike. Um, in any case, um, the xenomorph was brought up as was the thing from another world, and you know, bringing up the thing prequel, which they substituted the CGI over the practical effects that they had begun with. This, it's just so. <laughs> It, you don't it's so tense no female lead they're really out there i mean you there are some definite theories by the time you get around to the end of which character may or may not be the thing and uh, they brought up some really interesting ones uh, you've got you both have seen it correct yeah yeah yes okay because okay, okay so there's that little spot between childs and McGrady and um, the theory is because Keith David, who was also in They Live, he, he and John Carpenter must have gotten along because he was in a few of his. Um, the, the way they said it, he definitely was very adamant. He's like, no, I, I ain't a thing. I, I ain't an alien, etc. However, the way it was filmed, if you look closely, and I don't know if you ever spotted it, but I remember noticing one of the two. There were a couple theories um, with the, the way the lighting is. And there's a sparkle, I think, in Childs' eyes, in mm. Keith David's, and not in, in McCready's, Kurt Russell's character, which denotes supposedly in other uh, spots. And I, I, there's a whole YouTube video that shows, oh, this is it. But the other really telling one was as Kurt Russell's character, McCready, is breathing, you can definitely see the breath, the warmth of it. Ah. Keith David doesn't do that. Oh, okay. Not at all with any of the conversation and then the last thing they said as a proof and they and this one was like oh wow that's like icing on the cake all the bottles that they had they filled with kerosene to make like the little molotovs yeah and supposedly and i had to rewatch to look closely because i've got it on dvd that mccready doesn't drink from it but he offers it to childs and when he does and gets no reaction he knows oh well that's a thing because he's drinking kerosene got it yeah so yeah, there's lots of little things. And again, this is a 33-year-old movie. No, 
35 year old movie because that's the anniversary right yep that had the unfortunate you know uh timing to have come out after a nice warm fuzzy not warm and fuzzy but you know friendlier extraterrestrial i mean not no offense to him oh, yeah, uh, no, i saw not the at thing all. at least eight times uh in the theater so i definitely Whoa. threw my money oh yeah i went to see it multiple times but i also saw around the same time hangar 18 which you've not if you've not seen the mst3k version of it that's really <laughs> the only way to watch it because it's painful otherwise and the thing i eventually got to but not at the theater i sure wish i'd seen it at the theater that would have been Oh, okay. I don't think I was ready. You meant you saw E.T. Was... eight times. E.T. I saw eight times. Got it. The thing I Sorry, did... I thought you meant no, the thing. No. Me too. No, nobody nobody saw the thing at the theater hardly. <laughs> oh, that's um, right, because it's John Carpenter. Yeah, oh, no. and again, uh, yep, but it's so well done. Did, I didn't really, you know, the, 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 when the, when he's doing the, um, uh, defibrillators um, yeah the doctor to bring them back you know how they did that mm, i have mean, no idea how they did that 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 practical effect i don't want to get too far they they hired someone that was that was a double amputee oh and they had the thing actually you know take his you know arms, arms off oh man yeah and then they and then they superimposed the face of the the actual actor over him like that's crazy that's nuts. You know? I mean, yeah i mean it's 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 pretty good yeah. I could go on and on. Uh, that's just some of the little back end and really cool things uh, that they just, you know, you got to watch out for those, those dogs, man. You just let yeah. them in and you never know. I mean, I let my chihuahua in this house and I think it's a little thing. <laughs> no, no. Um, I love that movie. I love the atmosphere so much. And I know we've talked about it before and I've probably not seen it anywhere, anywhere near as many times as you. But I love it. And my uncle, who watches movies, but he's, like, super chill, super laid back, I never would have guessed that he loves this movie, too. So I thought that was pretty interesting, like, seeing different movies and the people that like them, because sometimes it just surprises you. Definitely. Um, hmm. All right. Corey, uh, you're number one. Dun-dun-dun! I chose, and I would be surprised if you're surprised, the woman played by Scarlett Johansson from oh. Under the Skin. Very nice. Good one. Nice. Because I just think she's a bad cussing, bad cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hey, leave talk. Sorry, go ahead. That's her job. Yeah. Um, she's just yeah. doing her job. She's great. Um, and we talked. We've talked about this movie before, but I just love it so much. And I again think it has such great atmosphere. I, um, you know, took a lot more notice of her seeing her in this one so if anyone hasn't seen under the skin go buy it it's like ten dollars on blu-ray and then check out our podcast movie club episode uh, yes. i think it's number 17 uh, maybe it was 18 i don't remember for sure which one was uh under the skin but um you can check that out as a back episode uh that was my first viewing of it and i loved it as well and i almost put her on my list i considered it a few times um, I just didn't know where I would place that character, although I do love that alien. Um, in fact, there's uh, quite a few um, similar, like uh, Species is a similar type of like predatory female alien um, disguised as a, you know an attractive female to lure men in, although uh, much her, her plan is much more straightforward and, and not, I don't know for sure if it would qualify completely as an alien since she's a hybrid human alien made in a, a lab, if I'm not mistaken, in Species, but... Um, Definitely That's a, right. Made be made female because they'd be more docile. Yeah, teach men to think we understand women. Um, <laughs> and then I think the oh. uh, the arrival with Charlie Sheen, I think, also features a female. 
Um, uh, unless it, I'm wrong. Um, it's you know what that, that was just on, and I ended up switching the channel because I remember I, I remember going to the theater, and there are people that really do care for that one quite a bit. Yep. I need to watch it again. I don't think I've ever seen it, but I I know enough about it. Like I know like the aliens have like the reverse knees, and that's one of the telling ways that we we know that Ew. it's them. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, it's another uh, like body snatcher type thing though. Like they are infiltrating us, mm-hmm. which though well, is and it's definitely it's definitely an Al Gore kind of thing because it goes towards the um, global warming kind of thing. Oh, because that's how that. they're they're kind of terraforming our planet. I thought you meant it won the popular vote but didn't get the award or something. But um, uh, no, <laughs> they, they created the internet. Ah, there you go. <laughs> that's it. Um. All right, so that is our top five aliens. We're going to get into our honorable mentions. Um, I will go first. Mine, I'm kind of doing big groups. Um, I was considering seriously for a while putting Barf from Spaceballs in my top five <laughs> um, because, you know, he's uh, everything Check you want please. in a dog. He's he's a dog who can speak, and so he, he gives you that, that companionship that you love from a dog, but with, with words. And then I started thinking, but I was like, well, I love yogurt in Spaceballs, and... And Pizza the Hut, um, you know, I was like, man, all the aliens in Spaceballs would kind of work. And of course, then you have to say, well, all the aliens in Star Wars could work. Um, but I didn't want to go with Star Wars because we use Star Wars so often. I was like, I'm not going to pull Star Wars. But I, in my honorable mentions, Chewie, Yoda, obviously. Um, I don't remember the name. Mike, you can help me with this. But most Def's character in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ford um, Prefect. I, I loved. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Um, I loved him in that movie. And so I was he was on my list. Um, I I mentioned the prawns already um, when Corey said it. Um, the het the heptapods from Arrival from last year, not the Arrival, but Arrival. Oh gosh, they were so rad looking too. And then um, the last thing is another group. It's Men in Black uh, aliens. Period. Um, you pick yeah. one, oh, and yeah, there's definitely. so many cool ones. Um, the the pug, um, who is like an agent <laughs> in the second movie. The weird like bug things, the worms. Uh, those guys are great. The actual bug, the villain um, in the first movie is is horrifying. A giant cockroach? Are you kidding me? Um, it, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, and it's Vincent D'Onofrio. But just throughout the all three films, there's some really cool aliens. And uh, again, they, they even play on the idea of the body snatcher type thing. That Not necessarily that they're snatching us, but that they are among us. That they are walking the streets as humans, even though they're not. And um, Spielberg's an alien. Yep, and Rodman's an alien. You know, all those little jokes, the jabs that they take uh, at celebrities, which is fun. Um, yeah, just couldn't narrow it down to one, so I, I left them off my list. But Men in Black does have some really great aliens. Um, and that's those are my honorable mentions. Mike, what do you got? All right, so um, there is a, a Greg Araki film called Nowhere. And in it, there was an unnamed parasite alien who you totally forget. You actually don't hear about. And one of the characters says, oh, yeah, I escaped this alien uh, when I was playing kick the can of all things. It's really absurd. And I'll just spoil it because at the end, um, he and his buddy are are in the bedroom just kind of relaxing and thinking about the crazy day they've had. And he literally explodes open and there's the alien. Oh, it's. Yeah, if you've not seen, have you ever heard of uh, Greg Araki, the director? No, I don't think so. Mm. This one is his. I think it's he calls it his Teen Apocalypse trilogy. Oh. Uh, the Doom Generation is the middle one. Rose, a very very early Rose McGowan. In fact, it might be her first role. Wow, way out there, very trippy. Um, if you're, I, I wanted to include it because I don't know that it, it should have made my main list. 
but I want uh, again. I like those aliens that not everybody's heard from or of, of about. Definitely. Uh, so the unnamed parasite alien from nowhere, all one word, nowhere. That sounds like that uh, could be a future um, misbegotten masterpiece too. Yeah, possibly, possibly, definitely the Doom Generation. Both, yeah, I agree. Um, the Xenomorph from Alien franchise, which I don't think I need to elaborate on. Yep. I'm including this one just because I need to make people aware to stay away from this one. Oh, the oh. Ma- uh, Mac from Mac and Me, because <laughs> you should not. That is the that it, it's trying to kill you via McDonald's, people. Okay, that's what it's doing. Um, the split the space slugs from I did two movies here uh night of the creeps which we talked about a long time ago and if you haven't seen it pick up that one up but slither i feel james gunn i need, oh, to, re-watch that. I need to watch that slither. i've never seen it i need to rewatch You've it ever yeah seen slither? okay no. if you like slither um def i feel that slither has owes a little bit to night of the creeps because it's very it's close but not um i like them both i love them both um uh, I, I don't know if james gunn had seen uh, night of the creeps if he hasn't i'd be surprised if he'd be listening, that'd be really nice. But the <laughs> Ant- the Antarians from Cocoon, because Ooh. they were really cool old people, and that's what made uh, Lloyd Dobler not be ageist. And my last one, uh, Gerard Depardieu from Green Card, because even though he's not technically a foreign, oh or, my, um... <laughs> <laughs> I have to... jeez, that... okay, am um, I? way home from the movies is the title of that sting song englishman in in new york uh-huh. new york i was yes, I I'm a legal so, alien. I'm i a legal totally alien. thought about you i'm like mike is gonna pull this <laughs> oh. that's a great song that's a great song <laughs> oh man <laughs> i just knew is it my turn yeah <laughs> guys, i don't that. even <laughs> i'm gonna yeah um i'm kind of surprised that neither of you guys gave a shout out i'm not even a comic book fan but superman I thought I don't like uh, Superman. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, okay, he's not one of my fine, favorites, but I'm kind of surprised that no one mentioned oh, him at tr- all. Honest to God, one of my first that yes. popped in my head, and I'm like, no, yes. he'll never. Superman being on a top five will most likely be overpowered <sighs> or overrated characters. Um, yeah, like yeah, yeah and, and I I was too old. Um, I mean, not I wasn't too old, but. I don't know. I so many people love the Christopher Reeve Supermans, and I've just always found them so campy and cheesy. And I've never been a fan. Um, not to hate on them, like I'm not saying they're awful. I just was never. I've always been a Batman person, and like going back, uh, Adam West, even who was super campy, loved it as a kid, but couldn't get into the Superman movies. But I love Batman. Then then Tim Burton, you know, gave me Michael Keaton's Batman, and I love oh. that. Um, and yeah. then the animated series came out, and I love that. And I've just never. I mean, I I go in phases where I don't hate Superman, where I can tolerate Superman. Like Superman had an animated series that I liked as a kid, and I loved the Justice League cartoon, which I wasn't a kid when that came out, but I still loved it. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, yes, he is an alien. If I was gonna pick a, a DC character, it would be John Johns, uh, the Green Martian, um, oh, yeah, the Martian Manhunter. Um, the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I actually was considering though, not to interrupt your honorable mentions, but none of us had guardians, um, like any of them, like well, Gamora, Drax. About it. I, I considered Rocket, but he's he's not like naturally occurring. You know, he's we get the impression that he's been, he was made in the laboratory, so I don't know if that qualifies as an alien or not. And Rocket would have been my favorite character from Guardians. Um, so I a Groot, a Groot could have picked Groot, Groot, but. I love Groot, but I don't think he's my favorite alien. Like he's cool, and he's especially I, I like Baby Groot. I think more, um, even though he did get kind of redundant throughout the film. But I, I yeah. But 
you know, just saying. Um, there, and I am also a fan of the Green Lantern books, so I could have gone with like Kilowog species or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which he is in a movie, so I could have done that, but no one wants to reference Green Lantern in their top five list. So, um, oh, dang. I have uh, um Spock live long and prosper. Yeah, Vulcan. And... Spock. Spock. Yeah. Um. Thank you, J.J. Abrams. Thank you. Oh. And I have the <laughs> Gelfling. Take that, Gene Roddenberry. From... <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> so take what? that, Gene Roddenberry. You just thanked like J.J. <laughs> oh, I know, but I'm saying for like re. I watched the shows when I was a kid, and my dad loved them. Yeah. And all I remember about them from when I was a kid was, God, these episodes never end. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So J.J. Abrams made something that I didn't previously enjoy, and I think that he yeah. did that for a lot of people that no, are younger. I, I'll give you that, too. I I've, I, I watched some Next Gen, he... but I've never been a huge Star Trek fan until J.J.'s versions, and Many and, Star Trek fans don't like them because they are not like Star Trek. But for me, they're much more digestible. Um, so, And relatable. But then it's like I feel like I should go back and watch the originals because they did so many important things. That's right. Y'all are just Roddenberry intolerant. <laughs> I'm sorry. I also watched these when I was a young kid. And I don't really know any young kids that liked that show. And then I have – sorry, and, and, maybe you did In like our generation. Our generation. What? Like, yeah, our, our, like, I missed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Let's move on. What, what else you got? I have Gelflings from The Dark Crystal. And oh. while I was watching The Fifth Element today, the um, Guardians, were they called Guardians in The Fifth Element? They reminded me of the Mystics from Dark Crystal. Oh. Mm-hmm. Look at the way they kind of like walk and carry themselves. Um, and then, of course, I have Chewie because. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have, have Chewie. Chewie. Yep. I agree with Chewie, of course. Um. We want to know what you thought, so if you want to tweet at us, um, tell us your top five. What aliens are you surprised we didn't have on our list, or did we overlook anything at all? Like even honorable mentions. I am surprised that none of us had Xenomorph as in the top five, um, as he is one of the coolest looking. But eh, um, he's in a lot of movies that aren't so great. You know, the first movie is fantastic. Aliens <laughs> is amazing, but three is. Hey, hey, he needs he needs money. He's gonna make as many appearances. Xenomorph. I mean, um, I'm I'm gonna be checking out though Covenant. Although I just realized I won't be able to check out Covenant on Thursday night because I have an awards thing I have to go to for work. Um, so I'm now trying to figure out if I can make like a really late show somewhere else. But um, I will be seeing Alien Covenant this week as well as rewatching Prometheus and Alien. But as I was about to say, if you want to uh, reach out to us, tell us your top five. You can leave a comment on our um, BurkeReviews.com post for this or on our SoundCloud or in any of the uh, apps that allow for comments. I think the iTunes app does. And... You can uh, tweet at us. I am at Burke Reviews. Corey is at Corey R Star. Two R's on the end. And Mikey at Server Monkey. And please include a list of the steel books you have. All of the steel books. <laughs> I'm never gonna come on the show again. <laughs> and uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, we'll be back next week with a new episode. Um, if you would help promote the podcast, share it, tell your friends about us, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, etc. Um, and help us spread the word as we are growing. We're getting bigger. This is almost a full year that we've been doing this, and our listener base is continuing to grow. Um, Definitely uh, looking for that. And if you are a podcaster and you're also listening to us, one, thank you. Um, Mike and I, and Corey, I think we all listen to some level of of podcast. Um, We are looking to find podcasts in the Central Florida area and unite and help promote each other so that people are more aware of what podcasts are and um, that there's some really great shows being put out there that are free. It's free content, everybody. 
Um, with that, guys, thank you for uh, giving up all of your time this Sunday, this Mother's Day recording session. Um, we'll be back next thank week. You. All right. All right. Game over, man. Game over. Game over.